0: Hey guys, welcome to The Karam Show. Today, I have a very special guest and she is a motivational speaker, soft skill trainer, life coach, content writer, and team lead in sales. She holds so many titles and she's very dynamic leader. She is a very dynamic leader. And I had a very wonderful interview with her. She shared, deep inside how uh, she faced so many challenges and how she overcome them and the daily routine she is going through daily routine and the principles that, that she is living with in her life in the business and most important thing is the books that have changed her life and she comes up with very interesting post on the LinkedIn you go and you, will, uh, you go and check it out you will definitely love it uh, so Nidhiya, how did you find your motto what is the story behind
1: it right. so this is a very common question that all of us ask ourselves in fact a life without a motto in itself without something that you want to achieve it becomes so unfulfilling. Now, just like most of them out there, I tried to fit in with the crowd. I tried everything from engineering to preparing for GMAT, GRE, thinking that I'll do an MBA and I'll be happy. I thought when I get a job in one of the top MNCs, I will be happy. When I buy myself a car, I will be happy. And I caught myself in this thought process, wondering why am I basing my happiness on something so extrinsic? And is it really what I'm passionate about? So I started with a very objective set of questions. Number one was, what is the end result that I'm looking for? Everybody wants to be happy, but how do you narrow down what happiness means to you? To me, happiness is continuous development in life. It is learning. It is to be able to uplift others. So if I were to sit in an IT firm in front of a computer, that is not exactly what I was looking at in life. I wanted to interact with people. I wanted to help them build their dream careers. Uh, the way we have stalwarts like Oprah Winfrey, we have Robin Sharma. My calling was in line with that. So, number one, my end result was very clear. Number two, when we look at certain best education systems in the world, there are people who stand there and all they do is monitor the child. Different kinds of toys are kept in front of the child. A doctor set, a kitchen set, an engineering set, building blocks. And then day in and day out, they are monitored to see what is the first pick that they are going for. I tried to use the same with my earliest childhood memories and my parents told me that I used to take my little brother's notebook and start to correct them and take attendance and try to teach him. And I have very vivid memories of that. Uh, I have had lovely role model teachers and I wanted to be like them. So I was clear that this is something else that should be a part of it. Uh, then, the next question that I asked myself is What is it that I am doing that is working for me? In terms of the goal that I want to reach, what are the things that I'm act- uh, already equipped with? The first thing was my skill in public speaking. The second was the ability to garner knowledge. The third was the thirst or the hunger to learn. Fourth was loving reading books. And these things all came in handy and they uh, came together to shape the career. The next question that I ask myself is what is it that is not working for me? That on a very personal front, meant my health was not working to surgeries because of very little value that I gave to my own body. Then uh, going too fast with productivity when what we need for the good life is stability or uniformity. So identifying those and fixing them, those also helped me. So when all of these things came together, number one, what is the end result? Number two, what are the things that are already there in me? Number three, what is working for me? Number four, what is not working for me? When these things came together, I was able to figure out what career it is that I want to go to because I had all the pieces of the puzzle together. All I had to do was garner information from outside about what careers are there in line with this, fix them together and the big picture was ready.
0: Yes, so it is something, you know, uh, opposite to me. Uh, I I did not uh, think of you know doing. I was thinking just whatever happened, let it happen, and I will be uh, in the corporate world and I will do great. That's that how I thought and it was. But you, that's fantastic that you found your motto in early days. That's super. Thank you. Yeah. And now, what is your daily routine look looks like? So how do you plan your day and what you do? How in
1: nine to five how do you do that uh, now that i'm not working a nine to five job i don't have a fixed schedule for my day more often than not i'm traveling to client locations and uh, you know i just finished the training in goa before that i was in Karnataka. before that in calcutta kerala so i'm switching from coast to coast in different parts of the country uh so to balance out my day the first preference that i have is to travel during night So, I have a restful sleep during my journey and I do not waste the better part of my day while traveling. And uh, there are two responsibilities that I handle, one is that of training, second is I am also the team leader for business development or sales in my company. So, when I'm training, uh, a major chunk of my day, that is from 8.30 in the morning to 5.30 in the evening, is spent with my students, training them in several areas, listening to their grievances, uh, what are the problems they have in life, ridding them of their baggages, giving them career guidance all of these things happen when I am there as a trainer. Uh, The same segment of my day, if I am not training, is spent in number one, follow up. The most important thing in any business is to follow up. Because your client can forget you like this these days, given the sort of options that they have. So, uh, you have to follow up. Uh, I start with that. The second thing is I start with prospecting every single day because uh, I spend around 15 minutes to see what major changes have been there in my field, what are the top-notch players of my field doing and how I can invite that. The third thing is to collaborate with my team, make several calls to people, uh, train the other people who are joining my team, make my team feel at home uh, and again the uh, day ends with a small diary of mine where I write the learnings of the day from work as to what can be improved, what has been improved, what is the daily progress. It helps me keep a tab on that. After work is a very different world altogether. I've become a very chill person as they call it. I get onto YouTube, I watch a little bit of stand-up comedy to be honest, I love stand-up comedy. It's good to laugh, it is always good to laugh. The second thing I do is watch educational videos. Um, I have a specific interest in philosophy and psychology, so I try to watch videos related to that. I watch a few TED talks, Uh, I love videos about the SEAL team, the Indian Navy, so wherever the customized videos are there, I watch them. Uh, I read at least 15 pages a day. I do that for sure. I spend some time in prayer. I spend some time with family. I make video calls to my dog (laughs) just so he doesn't miss me and because I miss him. Uh, Then I spend quality time with my friends as well. And then I get to cooking. Cooking is a very integral part. I have to cook at least once a day to keep my brain in complete shape because it brings about focus in one activity. And then I'm off to bed by 10 p.m. LinkedIn, okay. of course, not to get is a big part of my day. Here and there, in between. Okay, okay,
0: that's that's superb. So you manage your day very well. Okay, that's superb. And when it comes to principles, so what principles do you follow in life and business? What uh, really, you know, have changed your life, or what are really important principles to follow?
1: When it comes to principles that I follow, there are certain things that have turned my life around. Number one is my faith in God. It has helped me have a realistic hope. Uh, Hope can be unrealistic too, which is why I mentioned realistic hope. It has helped me to make plans. It has helped me to come back 10 times stronger every time I fell down. Because I told myself, no matter how hot it gets uh, in this place where I am, God has His hand on the thermostat. So I always look at it as gold being molded into a piece of jewelry and the jeweler knows when exactly to take it out of the claim. So that one thing has changed my life completely. Uh, the second thing uh, that I follow both in life and business is the principle of fairness and objectivity. I do not let emotions tamper with my thought process easily i like to think very very clearly about what is happening what is uh, going what is it going to be and i start with the end result and move towards the path instead of just following the path and wondering what the end result is uh, the next thing that i believe in is the power of people which is one of the reasons that i work relentlessly to uplift people there are several people who get in touch with me for services for their resume cv interview and all these things and I know that if I uplifted one person, I'm uplifting a whole family. So, that way, uplifting people, the power that people bring as team members, team players or even someone who you're serving, the way the change to society, the paradigm changes, that is important to me and respect, of course, respect and love for everybody, animals included. So, those are the principles that I live by. Okay, that's
0: that's fantastic. So, uh you know what challenges did you face and how did you overcome them you know you uh, for this journey you might have faced many challenges and what were those and how did you overcome them
1: uh, Challenges were umpteen and that is what makes the journey beautiful I would never enjoy a smooth road I would rather have a road with bumps is how I put The first biggest challenge was my naysayers. Who told me that no matter how much I try, I cannot do it, or my dreams are too big for who I am? Uh, I always told them the same thing that as a child, we wear tiny shoes, but as we grow, we grow into bigger shoes, and it is the maturity and learning that happens in life that helps us take on bigger responsibilities. Uh challenge was naysayers, but the biggest advantage was also naysayers. Because when I interacted with them, I was able to identify my blind spots and in turn I could make myself stronger. Second was well, humiliators, as I would put them. I very clearly remember, being an engineering student, I walked into a fest that was organized by the management department of my university. So we had different tags for our ID cards. Management students had blue and I had a red one. Once I walked in, it was a business plan presentation competition. I knew nothing about it. All I planned to do was sit there, watch, learn and implement. As I do with life. And the lady who was the judge, interestingly, she pointed me out and she said, Hey, you're an engineering student. You know nothing about it. Why are you wasting your time? Get out. There's no need to participate. I very humbly said, Madam, give me a chance. 10 minutes and I shall present and I would love to know your feedback." By the end of the competition, she gave me a standing ovation and I won the first prize. So, these humiliators have always served as a big force of encouragement. Mm. That comment of hers made me focus even more on the nitty gritties of business plan presentation. In fact, the topic then was uplifting weaker sections of the Indian society and all of them were going about talking about women. I spoke about transgenders because they are not even considered as community and while others had powerpoint presentations, I used what was at my disposal, a chalk piece and a blackboard. I made tiny figures here and there, in the end I connected them all and I showed them the big picture and that brought about such a huge impact. The humiliators also have been a driving force in my life. Uh, Number three, I suffered burnout when I was just 19 and uh, one might always think, what is there for kids in India who are 19 years old to actually worry about. I was always full throttle at life. I never wanted to take a break, I never wanted to take rest. In fact, it came to a point that when I was fast asleep, my mind would process speeches. My mind would process problems and come up with solutions. So, I was not getting the mental rest I needed and I was waking up tired. I mistook this to be hyper productivity (laughs) because my ignorance of burnout. Slowly, it started affecting my health, it started affecting my appetite, every sphere of my life until I landed up in a psychiatrist's office and I said, this is my problem. I'm unable to do anything. I just don't want to exist because I'm not being productive. And then the lady taught me an important lesson. One is that it's important to have everything in moderation. A person might love sweets, but if you have too much of it, you will become a diabetic. So everything is important and balanced. And number two, stop beating yourself up. You don't have to be better than anybody else. Who are you racing against? Race against yourself. Be better every single day. So my burnout was a big challenge, but it was also a big blessing. It taught me very important lessons in life. Uh, the last challenge that I faced was health-wise breakdown. It was in the second year of my engineering that I moved out of home to a hostel. And it took me quite some time to adjust to food because we as North Indians used to have more of rotis at home. And suddenly at my hostel, morning, afternoon, evening, night. This is rice. It's out of India. So you get okay. rice in every form. You get it in the form of Italy, boiled rice, roti, rice, rice. Okay. You know, to junk food, a lot of junk food. In the process, I ended up causing irreparable damage to my body and I had to undergo two surgeries to get two residual organs removed and uh, that though it was a period of suffering, it has mm-hmm. now taught me a very important lesson which I take to people that mm-hmm. your body is what you are going to carry with yourself till the end of your life Right. and right. Uh, you have to take care of it. You do not realize until you have lost something. Now that I know that I'm left only with the vital organs and if anything were to stop functioning or get affected, the repercussions would be really bad. I can look at someone healthy and see how blessed they are. So these were the challenges that I have successfully also converted into the greatest blessings of my life. Which is why I said every bump on the road teaches me something beautiful and I would have a road full of bumps rather than having it.
0: Okay, that's wonderful because this is uh, wonderful because many people think challenges, uh, you know, they are not good or they think it's very difficult to overcome, but and they uh, they try to avoid those things. And uh, you know, someone like you and really enjoying something with these uh, challenges that's awesome it's a kind of Thanks. different different uh, you can say uh, different mindset shifting and living the life in a different way that's superb okay Thanks. so uh, you already told that you you are reading many books so uh, what books had the most effect in your life and how did they change your life and what what books would you recommend to others to read
1: uh, the first and the most important book in my life is the holy bible nothing no. can ever replace that ever this is a book that has given me strength in times of struggle it is a book that has given me love when i felt unloved it has given me hope when i was hopeless it took me from test to testimonies it took me a warrior when i was a whiner So it is a book that has had profound impact on me. And the Bible itself is a collection of 66 books. So uh, two of my favorites is number one, uh, the book of Matthew in the New Testament. And there's another book, the book of Job. These two are my favorites in the Bible. Apart from that, when we talk about general books, uh, number one, the book that helped me the most, because when you look at a person, the personality is shaped right from the time a person is 13 all the way to the time a person is pernate 5. You will see such dynamic changes in personality. Uh, so, right. at that point of time, when you want to analyze where it is that you are, number one book to go for is Who Moved My Cheese? Okay. It's a lovely book. You can always relate to it, no matter where you are in life. You have one of those those approaches and it is important it's so beautiful it's set in the form of a tiny story so it's important to see who you are being in the story and like i said start with the first question what is the end result that you want and uh, is the role that you're playing in line with the end result that you want if it is not it's high time to change this book has been an eye-opener at various points in my life the second book is by robin sharma the leader who had no title a beautiful book that breaks the barriers of uh, hierarchy in an organization and tells us how we can all perform and be leaders in our own right. Uh, Another book that I would like to state is Start With Why by Simon Sinek. Uh, I have always been a big fan of knowing what what the end result you want is and then moving accordingly. And this is what Simon talks about in this book. It is not just about what, it is also about why. Why is it that you want to do it? Define your happiness. Define why is it that you want to do it. Define your purpose and you shall be successful. So these are some of the recommendations that I would like to add. Okay.
0: Okay. That's that's great. And I see uh, on LinkedIn that you are coming up with very, very interesting posts day by day. And many people like, comment, and there are so many views. So how do you come up with those interesting
1: Right sir, so my posts are basically just a reflection of my thought process and I would give away the credit for my thought process to my parents because even when I was out and play on Sundays, I used to play during weekdays but my weekends were reserved for the library, free library and I used to go there and I still remember my father handed me a notebook and said, take this, whatever lessons you learn from what you are reading, if there is something that stands out to you, write it down, you would love to read it later. My journey of journaling started from there. So several things, uh, some of my posts that I have shared, it has hashtag gems from my journal, uh, from my 8th standard journal, 6th standard journal. And these are just passing thoughts. I'm someone who likes to contemplate, who likes to think also. One is that. The second thing is, uh, you must have seen from my approach by now, I try to find learnings everywhere. Be it uh, in terms of opening a window while the room is hot or, uh, you know, be it in terms of just looking at a bird sitting and seeing how it spends its life or its life, or what happens or uh, the hatching of a chick from an egg. These little events in life, they have so much to teach because one thing I've learned from the Bible is that God is the master creator and there are so many things in the creation that we don't understand and when we pay attention, we can grab some lessons here and there from whatever we see and whatever I learn whatever I think I share it on my posts. and uh, by God's grace people find it interesting and yes, it they, are, in.
0: they, are, they are really inter- interesting because, because when, see, when we read that story and I just uh, think that how she is coming uh, coming up with this interesting post and how she remembers those things that's amazing
1: that's very sweet you. thank you
0: Okay. okay Okay, Nidhi, uh, thank you so much. Uh, it was a lovely uh, conversation with you. and Thank you so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Same here, thank you.